Yes, and good morning once again, uh, and thank you for joining us on Real Presence Live. Uh, we are broadcasting live from Dickinson, North Dakota. That's in western North Dakota, part of the Diocese of Bismarck. We're broadcasting from Fisher Industries in their beautiful conference room here in uh, Dickinson, North Dakota. And uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski. I'm here with uh, my co-host, uh, Amanda Ellerkamp. And uh, we're on to our next segment, ladies and gentlemen. And that is, uh, we're going to talk to uh, this Christopher Dotson from the North Dakota Catholic Conference and Jason Adkins from the Minnesota Catholic Conference. So, welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much for being with us this morning. Great to be with you. Thanks for having us. Yes, thank you, Jason and Christopher. And, uh, uh, well, maybe we could start with, uh, with you, Christopher. Um, could you... Uh, I, I, I think the, the uh, listening audience are, would be very curious as uh, uh, who you are and uh, what you do and uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Christopher, and then we'll get to Jason. Well, I'm the executive director and um, general counsel for the North Dakota Catholic Conference, which represents the Catholic bishops of North Dakota on public policy matters and works on education on public policy matters and social teaching. I've been the conference director since 1995, um, a lawyer by training, and then I uh, came to the Catholic Conference, and I've been doing that since, and hopefully I'll figure it out someday. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher, yes, you've uh, been our guest on uh, Real Presence Live many times. Thank you for continuing to come back to us. Keep us abreast of what's uh, what uh, we do need to know uh, from uh, the North Dakota Catholic Conference. And uh, also we have uh, Jason Adkins, the uh, executive director from the Minnesota Catholic Conference. And uh, Jason, uh, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, please? Well, I have a very similar background uh, to Christopher. He, we are both attorneys. Um, we both serve as executive director and general counsel, so we also provide legal counsel to our bishops on in public policy matters, but other issues as well. I'm a husband, father, wretched sinner, hoping for God's mercy, <laughs> and uh, just trying to do the best I can every day. But our work is fundamentally missionary and evangelical. Uh, we don't necessarily walk into a legislator's office and say, you know, where is Jesus in your life? But by talking about human dignity and common good, trying to be a bridge builder in the public arena, we seek to be uh, missionary disciples and then model that for other Catholics. They can be faithful citizens in the public arena as well. That's really the work of the State Catholic Conferences. Is, yeah, it's political and public policy oriented, but like all the Church's ministries, it's fundamentally missionary and evangelical, so that when that seed is sown in someone's life, it falls on fertile soil, and hopefully we can be witnesses to that at our respective state capitals. Perfect. Thank you, uh, gentlemen, for being with us this morning. This is Amanda Ellerkamp with you. Um, I'm wondering if we could talk just a little bit about this Religious Freedom Week which uh, runs this year from June 22nd to June 29th. Um, Christopher, maybe you could get us started with just telling us a little bit about what is Religious Freedom Week and, and what is it for? Why is it important? Well, it's a, uh, uh, the work of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops because through the years I think they've come to recognize the importance of uh, celebrating religious freedom in America, and also educating about the importance of religious freedom. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, in my own opinion, I think for too long we took it for granted that there was religious freedom in the United States and we didn't have to worry about it. But in the last few decades, I think the bishops have become more aware that it can be under threat, it needs to be protected, it's a gift um, in this country, and um, we need to celebrate it and educate it. So it originally began as um, a fortnight, it went all the way to July 4th, and now it's uh, a week focused mm-hmm. uh, uh, religious freedom. And this year, solidarity and freedom, working, looking at how religious freedom works in the community and how we are in solidarity with others to protect and respect religious freedom. Sure. And uh, my understanding is that it kicks off traditionally uh, on the Feast uh, of Two Saints, who really embodied that idea of religious freedom, Thomas More and John Fisher. Uh, and it, I was looking over the materials for the week, and there was a, a different focus each day uh, in there in it to an issue that was related to uh, religious freedom. Um, Jason, I wonder if you could walk us through that a little bit about some of those issues and their importance in your work. Well, it's just important to highlight the ways in which um, religious freedom is threatened but needs to be protected as well. Here at home in the U.S., our founders understood that uh, if we wanted to create a government of limited and enumerated powers, uh, that people needed to be able to govern themselves. And religion played a key role in that, but also played a key role in creating the moral and social capital um, in our society needed to preserve uh, free institutions. And so... Uh, religion needed to go in and step in and do the things that government couldn't do or shouldn't do, and that uh, we need to give religion the space to do that. So religious freedom has always been about the freedom to serve and uh, creating space uh, for the government uh, to stay out of the religion's way so that it could do those important things within society and show that solidarity, uh, as Christopher mentioned. But each day, each day of Religious Freedom Week is meant to highlight a different theme to help people understand during this week of prayer, reflection, and study about the importance of religious freedom today. For example, we're talking about an international dimension of religious freedom, which is uh, the freedom of uh, persecuted uh, religious minorities in the Middle East, particularly in Iraq. Um, We had another day where we observed what's going on in Nicaragua. But we also have uh, challenges related to, uh, you know, church adoption agencies and social service organizations, the way in which religious sites and and institutions and their buildings and facilities um, their statues, uh, such as the many Catholic statues that are being vandalized, churches being vandalized all over the country. And so it's a, a broad array of issues, each highlighting every day of the week one way in which religious freedom and respect for the rights of religious minorities and others are being threatened and why we need to be paying attention to these issues, not just for the well-being of Catholics, but for all people of faith and people of conscience, they have that space to go about serving human dignity and the common good and responding to the call of the Creator consistent with their conscience. Thank you for that, Jason. I appreciate you giving us those examples of those different aspects, as you said, of religious freedom and what that entails. And Christopher, you had mentioned, um, you know, how for many years we've taken that for granted, those those different issues. And it seems to me that a lot of those um issues have become more in the forefront as we kind of have to maybe fight a little bit a little bit more for our religious freedom. Could you just speak uh, for a couple of minutes about that? Why is that something we as Catholics need to think about and maybe on a practical level, how can we step into that conversation a little bit more? I think through the years in the United States and maybe in Western countries overall, uh, 
religious freedom has been seen, um, it, it's been diminished to the point where it's not something uh, fundamental or integral to who we are as human persons. It's something no more important than your right to choose a green car or, or a red car. Um, it's just your personal choice, and it has no real importance to who you are as a human person. Yeah. And that uh, 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 growing sentiment in the country eventually threatens um, our religious freedom as Catholics, not just to uh, worship, but to serve. Uh, and like sorry, adoption agencies and charities and hospitals and so on. Um, the other thing I think people fail to recognize is that, and I think Catholics sometimes fail to recognize this, that it's religious freedom is not important for the people who go to church every week. Religious freedom is important to everyone, because God created us to find Him, to love Him, to serve Him, to know Him. It's part of who we are as human persons to do that search. So religious freedom is part of who we are as a human person. We need that ability to do that search, to follow our conscience, and to see where it leads us. But if society, whether it's government or um, uh, society in general, through you know public peer pressure or corporations or whatever, does not allow us to follow that search, it's a denial of who we are as human persons as much as life, food, shelter, um, the ability, our, our search for, to educate um, ourselves, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think coming back to religious freedom and religious freedom week and calling attention to the importance of religious freedom is calling attention to the, the needs of the human person, the dignity of the human person that we all need, whether we realize it or not. Absolutely. I love that both you, Christopher, and Jason mentioned this freedom to serve, and that if we are not aware of those and we begin to take those for granted, those freedoms can be diminished or even taken away. So to be cognizant of that, that is something we all need, as you mentioned, it's not just for Catholics or Christians, but having that freedom to serve and to integrate our faith into every aspect of our life as we were visiting with some guests earlier this morning about their their freedom to bring their faith into the workplace and to integrate that into everything that they do that's really to me what this what this week seems to be about uh and and bringing awareness to that um in that education piece to evangelize about why that's so important so i appreciate you both giving us that context this morning uh, we're getting close to our first break in in the segment, and when we come back, we'll be visiting a little bit more about Religious Freedom Week and how we as Catholics are called to respond to these issues. Uh, I'm Amanda Ellerkamp, joined by Mike Kitarowski, uh Dickinson this morning, and we are visiting with Christopher Dotson from the North Dakota Catholic Conference, as well as Jason Adkins from the Minnesota Catholic Conference on Religious Freedom Week, which is running here through June 29th. So please stay with us through the break uh, as we continue this conversation this morning.
taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it on Monday at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference will help you learn how to take faith principles and integrate them into the workplace. This year's featured speaker is Super Bowl champion and former Minnesota Viking, Matt Burke. Join us on Thursday, August 19th at the Convention Center in Sioux Falls. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to faithandbusinessconference.com. I like to use the example, what would happen if you only spoke and you wanted to go to China in 12 years and you only spoke the Chinese language one hour a week? One hour a week. How well would you be able to speak to the people in China? Horribly. Horribly. I, I don't do well. How about if you period. practiced it every day for over time, like 10, 12 years? I think you would probably do much better. You'd do much you better. Me. And because you're immersed into Catholic radio, you have the great talk show hosts who are helping us to grow in our faith, helping us to expand our horizons, helping us to understand what we want to learn, and helping us to grow for the kingdom of God. When we're listening to Catholic radio, What's more important than our salvation and our faith? Absolutely nothing. I love using this all the time because, you know, we only practice the faith one hour a week when we go to Mass on Sunday. Yeah, we're doing what the Lord is asking us, but are we expanding our horizons? SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Good morning again, everyone, and thank you uh, very much for joining us this morning uh, Real at Real Presence Live. We are live from uh, Dickinson, North Dakota. Oh, that's the western part of the state in the Diocese of Bismarck. And we're broadcasting from Fisher Industries. And we're glad that you're with us. And our guest this segment, Christopher Dotson from the North Dakota Catholic Conference and Jason Adkins from the Minnesota Catholic Conference. We are so blessed to have both of them uh, on the line this morning to share with us uh, the details of Religious Freedom Week and what that means. Uh, so, Jason uh, and Christopher, maybe we could start with you, uh, Christopher, on how Catholics in the United States are called to respond to these issues that we've been talking about. Well, we were talking during the the break with the the website for Religious Freedom Week, right. the USCCB, yeah. and you said, pray, reflect, act. Right. Uh, and that's the good start. We start with prayer. Uh, and reflect on what is happening, not just in our own neighborhood, but around the world on religious freedom and the importance of religious freedom. And then, uh, and there are some examples, uh, given you mentioned earlier that today the focus on the, uh, for religious freedom week is in Iraq. And right. there are things, uh, you know, uh, international policies that 
being pursued to protect religious freedom in Iraq. A few days ago, the focus was on Nicaragua. There's a serious issue going on in Nicaragua uh, under Manuel Ortega. Um, these are our brothers and sisters. Right. And, um, and there is religious persecution around the world. Um, Christians in Iraq, um, the, the um, Muslims in China, it, 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 it happens all around the world in different ways. It happens in more subtle ways in, um, in the United States. Um, but there are opportunities. And we've, we saw this during our own legislative session um, in North Dakota. For years, I've had to fight off attacks on religious freedom. This year, we actually made some advances to protect religious freedom for uh, people in institutions. For example, the state hospital, the hospitals, I mean, the, the prisons, the jails. Uh, and that, that was a step forward, and I was happy about that. But we needed people to get involved and talk about how important it was, because we had resistance from some sectors of government to giving inmates more protections for religious freedom. I love, Christopher, how you've um, pointed out in the earlier segment, now here again, how it's it's not just about us, or it's about everybody uh, in, in really protecting everyone's rights in that aspect uh, and moving forward with that and how we respond to that uh, and that we've made some progress in there. Could you speak a little bit more about anything pertinent to our, our local um state, I know we're not in, in session right now, but some of those issues um, that you referenced to of where some headway was made, but maybe some things that you're still working on as well. Well, it would probably take more time than we have. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, North, North Dakota does not have a Religious Freedom Restoration Act like mm. the federal government does. And we don't, it's not clear if we have that protection in the state constitution. It's, it's a level of protection okay. that we'd like to see in the state. Um, and so we got to work on that in the future. The situation is different in Minnesota, and Jason can talk about that. But that's another whole segment uh, to talk about what those standards mean and the law involved. So it's work, uh, many work to be done yet in that area, uh, from what I am uh, hearing here. Jason, yeah. could you uh, give us a couple minutes uh, as we head towards the end of the segment here about what is going on in Minnesota uh, in uh, regards to Religious Freedom or Religious Freedom Week? Well, we've created our, uh, a dedicated website that we hope is really helpful and accessible to folks who check that out, mncatholic.org slash Religious Freedom Week. Again, mncatholic.org slash Religious Freedom Week with podcasts, articles, resources. You can't give what you don't have, so you have to form your, conscience, form your conscience and inform yourself so that you can then transform our state religious freedom has become somewhat of a dirty word because it often means uh, our ability, you know, Christians' ability to believe weird things about sex and discriminate against <laughs> people. But you know that speaks to two things that we need to do. The first, of course, is to make a compelling case for why our views are rational and should be protected. Um, even when we disagree about fundamental things like same-sex marriage or placing adoptive kids in single in uh, in heterosexual couples' homes, but it also means we have to if we're going to have the freedom to serve, that means we have to serve. Yes, we have to offer a compelling witness 
and give people an excuse to protect religious freedom and to support religious freedom. We might not agree with everyone on theological matters or these sorts of issues, but we need to have a healthy pluralism and recognize that religious freedom is in some sense our common good, and then work to protect that and respect that for all peoples, just as the Catholic Church is leading the way in doing right now. But ultimately, we have to provide a credible witness worthy of respect, and that means pulling up our sleeves and getting on the front lines and showing how people of faith are serving human dignity and serving the common good. So besides the resources that we're offering um, to try to help people better understand that, you know, we're we're doing what we can in many ways to just get the word out and help people uh, share this message as as ably as they can and then find give them practical ways to live it. And again, the best portal for that here in Minnesota, mncatholic.org slash Religious Freedom Week. Perfect. Thank you for that information. Uh, Christopher also mentioned the USCCB website in regards to information not only about Religious Freedom Week, but uh, that freedom to serve that both of you have brought up, which I think is a really beautiful sentiment that we're all called to pray and to reflect and to act uh, in regards to not only our own religious freedoms, but those of our brothers and sisters across the world. Uh, really speaks to the beautiful um, universality of our faith and the Catholic view of the human person in general. Yeah. Yes. If we have time, I would add awareness. Please. Absolutely. The, 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 the politics from Minnesota and North Dakota, the viewers, I mean, listeners wouldn't be surprised, are very different. What I face here is people just aren't aware that their um, legislation regarding bringing guns into churches and infringes with religious freedom. They don't even think about it at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I end up quashing things that affect religious freedom, whether it's um, land use or some charitable contributions, laws or something like that, because they're just not aware of it. They don't think about how it might impact someone's religious freedom. And then in the end, they may not agree. They may think that our ethics on sex um, and in vitro fertilization or even guns is silly. But the essence of religious freedom is the right to have and exercise a belief that the majority thinks is unreasonable and silly. Yes, I mean, yeah. um, yes. You don't have to agree or understand. You have to respect our right to do it without violating the public good. Yes. Um, Christopher Dodson from the North Dakota Catholic Conference and Jason Adkins from the Minnesota Catholic Conference were uh, our guests uh, this last segment. Thank you very much, Christopher and Jason, for uh, joining us and uh, reminding us uh, what what a blessing our religious freedom is. And uh, uh, Jason and Christopher, you have a, uh, a great Fourth of July week. And uh, we, uh, we look forward to uh, visiting with you again sometime on Real Presence Live. Thanks for having me. Thanks you. so much. Great being with you. God bless you guys. Keep up the good work. And uh, right now it is time. Uh, wow, Amanda, these, uh, these two hours just flew right by. Yes. And uh, we have to go back to the mothership in Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, Eli, our program director, is standing by to talk about the next show. Go ahead, Eli. Hey, thanks, Mike. Great, uh, great show today. Got a lot of good, uh, good segments there. We got another good show coming up tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning. 
9 to 11 a.m. Central, that'll be hosted by Brett Eckert and Karen Gibis coming to you live for the Mustard Seed in Rapid City, South Dakota. They'll start off the show with Ken Orock. He'll talk about uh, the work of the Catholic War veterans and auxiliary. Then we'll hear from the writer and director of Enduring Faith, a look at the Catholic Church through a Native American lens. Plus, Kelly Wartman from Catholic Social Services of Rapid City will talk about how Catholic pregnancy and adoption services are getting a facelift in South Dakota. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Yes, and you're not going to want miss that show tomorrow morning, starting at 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain Time. You're going to be live from uh, the Mustard Seed in Rapid City, South Dakota. So, uh, Eli, I just wanted to uh, get a, give a shout-out to the engineering department. You do such a great job lining up and making sure all the buttons are pushed. Uh, I know Brad uh, Wilson, our head engineer, is uh, also a part of that team, and I uh, just wanted to give a shout-out to you and Brad for all the good you do for Real Presence Radio, keeping us on the air. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I know uh, Brad, uh, Brad and I are just happy to... Uh, Keep everything running. Um, Brad, mostly, I'm just here to help. <laughs> All right. Well, Amanda, I can't, uh, again, extending statements of thanks. I can't thank you enough, Amanda. We love having you. You did a, such a great job. We can't wait to have you back. Thank you very much for, for uh, squeezing this in this morning. And I uh, hope to uh, work with you in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me, Mike. It was the time just flew back. We had some great guests on, and uh, Fisher Industries have just been really gracious hosts. So it was a lovely morning. Indeed, indeed. Well, you, uh, Amanda, have a good Fourth of July and you a too. happy Fourth of July week to everyone out there. Uh, my name is Mike Kidrowski, and we are in Dickinson this morning, and we're signing off. And you have a safe and happy Fourth of July. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at your Catholic radio station or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.